0: Welcome to the Spirit School of Ministry podcast, where we discuss discipleship in your everyday life. Hey, everyone. Great to have you with us. I'm Pastor David, here with Pastor Bob and Liz. Hello. And today on the podcast, I hope... It will go very well because we're talking about hope.
1: I hope so too, yeah. and I hope they won't be disappointed.
0: Um, I hope not, but we cannot guarantee. <laughs> my it. hope is in you guys. <laughs> oh, my hope oh, is built not on good. nothing less—Jesus' oh. blood and righteousness. Oh yes. man, I took it to the serious. Man, that's there. a good. Wow. That's a good time. It's a good hymn. Yeah, I love hymns. I love hymns. What's your favorite hymn? I love hymn? Him oh, too. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite hymn?
1: I don't. I don't know. Really? Mm-mm.
0: You're a worship leader.
1: <laughs> I know, but I don't do we don't do a lot of hymns.
0: Yeah, that's true. We I don't. didn't
1: grow up in that kind of mm. church. You know, we're a hymn, yeah. hymnless. I like yeah. the blood of Jesus.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, nothing but the blood nothing of Jesus. Nothing but the blood. That's I think my favorite Do Christmas
1: carols count as hymns? Yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah. I like um <laughs> Hark the Herald Angels Sing. That's my favorite hymn. That's and some carol. great theology in there. It's some it's like the message of life mm-hmm. is in there. It's it awesome.
0: I like there's Come hope in there, there too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's hope. I like Come Thou Fount of Every Blessing. That oh. one's good. Should, uh, should I only
1: know one. the first line of that should one. Sing
0: it, right? It's, it's very good. Yeah. I only know it the brings first hope. line of every hymn. <laughs> <laughs> it brings hope. And uh, that's what we're going to talk about today.
1: Okay. Well, we got there. Yeah, it's good. That's but I believe, you know,
0: rejoicing and having the word and having those truths is, is a huge element of what gives us hope. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys what you think of when we say hope and why that would be important for a disciple of Christ.
2: What are your thoughts on Go that? Go ahead, Pastor Bob. <laughs> <laughs> Way to put it on me. What do I think of when I think of hope? Mm-hmm. Uh I immediately think of expectation, uh, not just an excitement, but an expectation for what uh is possible with Christ. Mm. And um and I think of his, the promises that he's made to me personally, but also to uh the corporate church. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I think of when I think about hope. Promises. Promises, Mm -hmm. yeah, because he's faithful who promised, and so that gives you, um, I don't know, just gives you a a real solid hope in the future, because I believe that that's what really a big hunk of hope is, is faith for the future. Yeah, faith for the future. A hunk
1: of hope. I- a big <laughs> hunk of hope.
2: <laughs> Give me a big slice of hope, if yeah, you don't mind. A hunk of like hunk of burning a- hope. Oh yes!
1: Oh, my gosh. Wow, it's gonna be good ones today. I can yes. tell. Uh, I can tell. Rejoicing <laughs> in our hope. Yeah. That's, what we're doing. Yeah,
2: that's what we are doing. That's uh, when you
1: thing. say hope, I immediately like the image of an anchor. That's what comes to my mind. Mm. Like something that's sure, something that's meant to anchor, something that is holds fast, something that grabs onto the the rough places and uses them to secure you yeah that's what i think about with hope
2: i think by the way we should be joyful when we're talking about hope and uh and actually so i hate to bring it to the deep end immediately but i -hmm. i actually believe there's people that might be tuning into something like this and not you know like they don't have any hope and so they've lost their joy and you know god i mean he's you know, he's speaking to you today, uh, sometimes using us and through us, but also by his Holy spirit, um, that there is a hope and it's a hope that doesn't fail. And it's a great hope. And, uh, it's really tough because we talk about hope. It's easy to talk about hope outside of the need of hope. Mm. But when you need hope, that's when it seems like it's hard to grasp. It's mm. just far away. And, um, if you don't mind, if you would indulge me today, let's just bring it there. I, I'd like to pray for someone who's maybe without hope right now. Sorry, I really I don't do want, we don't have to wait till the end of the podcast no, to do you. that.
0: Yeah, get it. Yeah,
2: thank you, Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, I, I just thank you, God, for those that are without hope listening today, Father. Whatever the situation is, I'm praying that you would reach down, Lord, and that you would just bring a little spark of hope even using us, God, here, but mostly using your power and, Father, your faithfulness. Mm, So we pray for those that are feeling that hopelessness now. Father, in the name of Jesus, I also pray against any uh, spirit that would even try to cause suicide, Lord, because I know, Father, that the end of hopelessness is that despair that causes uh, suicide in so much of our lives in in society, God. So in Jesus' name, I ask that you bring your hand against that thing. You strengthen people. Mm. You bring them hope today, Lord. Mm. Lord. In Jesus' name, Mm. Amen. 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 Yeah, and I'm okay with us going right back into being completely happy that's yeah. not a sad thing because yeah. I actually believe someone got touched today. Yeah. And uh, if they did, uh, that's a joyful thing mm-hmm. because when a person's in despair, it's a problem. Yeah, the Lord, he
0: wants to replace the spirit, the spirit of heaviness, yeah. the spirit of despair with the garment of praise Yeah, coming from his anointing, coming from yeah. his son. Um, and we can be in our lives sorrowful yet always rejoicing. So I think that's an important distinction to say is like, hey, I can... I can have so much sorrow in my life and so much real grief and even confusion, yet I can still have hope. Yeah. And it says in Colossians that you believe you have faith because of the hope mm-hmm. that's in Christ. If you don't have something you're looking forward to, you don't even have faith. You don't have anything to lean on. Even right. though that's future, like you said, and it's mm-hmm. invisible and it's distant, you're still leaning your weight against it. Yes. And so you can still do that even when you're feeling you know, beaten down. And some of those things, that, you know it can be... Be a challenge to find hope, though, right? Because <laughs> it is a lot of it's unseen, right? Yeah. Paul said, "Who hopes for what he sees?" That's mm. well, not hope. Mm. <laughs> it's like right. who hopes for what he already possesses. Right. Who hopes for the Christmas present that they just opened? It's like you no, know, you hope for Santa Claus is coming, right? right? Yeah. Like that's a that's a distant <laughs> thing, you know. If, uh, maybe I still hope for that at the age of thirty-five. Maybe I do. I'm not ashamed, <laughs> you know. But um, it's those future things that we we lean into. Mm. Um, any other you want to add to that, Liz? on or anything or um maybe we yeah. can just switch gears to um to disappointment because I believe that that's the opposite of hope, um, and what sorts of things um could disappoint a Christian, somebody that's trying to walk in discipleship, uh, maybe what's disappointed you, maybe uh, some things that could be troubling people listening does any any of you guys want to?
1: Yeah, there's like so that. many, so, so many things that could, can disappoint. Yeah, I mean, you can get disappointed, of course, in other people. Yeah, you can get disappointed in your leaders. You can get disappointed in yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. right, that's an easy one for a lot of us. Uh, we can get disappointed in the Lord too, in God, and what He does or does not do, and how we think He should be for us. You know, you can get disappointed in the a lot of different places, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's important that we, I'm glad we're talking about this today because it's important to learn how we deal with disappointment, yep. you know, cause it's a reality that all of us, all of us face at, at all different times in our lives, you know, different mm-hmm. circumstances that happen. And some of it's, you know, disappointed in ourselves, things, choices we make and consequences we face because mm-hmm. of it. And sometimes things that have nothing to do with our decisions. Yeah,
0: absolutely.
2: Know? I think at the core of disappointment, when I, when I think of disappointment, um, I think in terms of what, what the word actually, what the word disappointment actually means. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's an appointment, mm-hmm. right? And so I think what happens in our souls is that we believe we have an appointment. Mm-hmm. We believe that we have an expectation. We believe that there's something. And then all of a sudden, that belief uh, got dis
1: we got or dissed. dis.
2: <laughs> Disc, yes, discouraged, dis, mm-hmm. dis, yeah. everything. Right, mm-hmm. it, you got disassociated with that appointment that you believed you had or thought you had, and that is a rough thing on our souls. Anyone, no, no one likes having something what you were an appointment that you were anticipating. Now, yeah. an appointment you. Didn't weren't looking forward to? You're like, great, they canceled that, <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, that's, yes. the, that's a
1: introverts, like, yes, introverts, the introverts right? Like, I'm I'm yes, plans got canceled.
2: the Lord. <laughs> right God. I can sit here in my little hermit. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah. and uh, yeah, but there's a really there's an appointment that in your that you've made in your soul. Like you in your soul, there's a scheduler, a calendar, and you've gone. This is this is hap- this is happening or going to happen, and there's a, a you know like we said earlier faith for it, and now all of a sudden it looks like it's not going to happen mm-hmm. for some reason. Yeah. You got yeah. stood up, You got stood up, like, yeah, wow, I'm sitting left here. at the altar, got yeah. overlooked. Yeah. yeah,
0: yes. You know nobody likes that feeling. Um, you know I wasn't important enough, right? It's like this feeling of falling short, um, you know, and missing that. I like that that you just broke it down in the English word. Um, I think, you know, disappointment happens when you, you load, like I was saying, too much of your weight into the wrong thing. Right. Um, And, or maybe you put an unjust burden on someone or something that can't support your faith. Like, okay, this relationship is going to fulfill me. Right. Okay. This job is going to be my dream job. Oh, this church is the perfect church. Right. And you you put Uh everything on. No one's ever going to hurt me at this church. You know, like you put all the weight in that and it can't help but fall because you're putting it in the place of, you know, God, who is the source of hope. He actually says he's the God of hope in Romans 15. Yeah. Yeah. Hope is equal,
2: you know, equated to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's also an interesting thing about that because you can position yourself in a couple of ways. You can position yourself to be kind of hardened like no matter what happens, I'm just going to tough through it, right? That's a way to deal with it. But I believe also there's a discernment and a knowledge that happens and, uh, in the process too. Can I tell you a, f- a funny story? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can we do that on a podcast? <laughs> Is that acceptable? Okay. So I was on a um, cruise line just recently in and, and a trip with my wife and um, with a whole bunch of family members and myself and another older gentleman, not as old as me, by the way. He's born l- <laughs> r- long after Dirt. And uh, we both went out to join a large uh, soccer game mm. and we're sitting there and there's 40 people and they they've announced that there's going to be four people picking people <laughs> and i'm sitting next to the person and i went hey you know you and i are going to be left <laughs> 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 at the end right and i'm it's just i knew it i understood it and it and it was going to be funny to me but i absolutely positively knew that these young people picking someone they're not going to pick some old guy And they're not going to pick him. Mm -hmm. So they went through and picked everybody. They actually didn't pick us. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. they left that we're too thin and they're like... (laughs) you know, someone's got to be stuck with us, right? Got to so, have a water boy, a least. water boy, anything. So we just went and put ourselves on a team, and that team went undefeated. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even with two those, guys, is it not those that are least in the world the Yes. the Lord chooses? Yes. So I uh, and I use that. It's a funny story, but it, it, you know, where you can, with knowledge of God and with understanding of Him and His ways, uh, you can avoid a lot of disappointment. If you understand, (laughs) you know, like I said, and obviously now to spiritualize this, that our understanding is not just in human nature, which is a part of it. Like I knew those young people weren't going to pick the old guy, but in God, our understanding is that our hope is actually in Him. Mm -hmm. It's not in uh, prevailing circumstances, things that are, you know, external. uh, It's in Him. And this is why, like you were saying earlier, a lot, you know, you can be disappointed in yourself. Mm-hmm. And then it's because you put it all on you and not Him. That's yeah. all I had to say with my little story. That's good.
1: What a great story. What do you think? think? That's a good one. Liz. I think that, um, well, it's hard because some people will say, well, I do put my hope in God and then I get disappointed, <laughs> right? I mean, right. if we're honest, we right. God disappoints us. Um, not that He's doing something wrong, right. <laughs> but. Our, and even our faith is in some aspect of who we think he is or who we believe him to be. And he's trying to show us something broader, something more complete than just our limited view. Mm-hmm. And so even when we're disappointed, you know, it's not like, well, put your hope in God and you'll never be disappointed. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, right, yeah. <laughs> it's just not a reality because we are Um, wrestling with our understanding of who God is, right? And so we may think, my my hope is totally in God. I don't have my hope in anything else. Mm -hmm. But the reality is you will put your hope in places that are incomplete, that are not the fullness of um, who he actually is. And disappointment hurts, but it can also be a great gift because it shows you the places that you were relying on something other than um, something that was stable and Mm -hmm. something that was sure. Absolutely. And I know a lot of people, you are talking about like avo- trying to avoid disappointment. And I know for a lot of people, they're like, well, if I just don't hope for anything, <laughs> yeah, right? Then I really, and like- That is I, a solution. <laughs> it is. And we can kind of approach life in this hardened place of like, well, I'm just not going to like, I don't, I don't um, expect anything good from anybody, so I won't be disappointed. And I've approached life, there was a time when I approached it that way, I was, I was very mm-hmm. pessimistic because it was like, well, I'm just, I was like, I'm a realist, mm-hmm. right? Like I don't, I don't, I don't believe anything- I'm not looking for anything good. Mm. People are not going to come through. So you're you know? really a
2: person without faith at that point. Yeah, moment. but
1: it's a defense, right? Because yeah. you're trying to yeah. set up like mm. if I don't expect anything from anybody, no one can fail me. Mm. Yeah. Right. And yeah. it's and it but it brings you into this very it's a you know, that's a not a great way to live. Mm. So not being afraid to encounter disappointment, understanding that we will mm. encounter disappointment, that it's okay, and that it actually does reveal to us the places that are our, our foundation is based on something that it shouldn't, that it mm-hmm. shouldn't be.
2: Right. Well, I, I think also, I hate to hog this conversation too, <laughs> but um, my three favorite guys and uh, the young guys in scripture out of Daniel, you know, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, mm-hmm. um, they, they have that even if statement Yeah. and like their hope was completely in God. Yeah. But even if, He didn't deliver him out of this particular circumstance. Mm -hmm. He's still God, and he's delivering him into something else uh, that they have a hope in. So that's really the key there is like having either a misplaced hope Mm -hmm. or actually a hope in God. And I would say that disappointment happens when people have a misplaced hope. Mm -hmm. And when they say, well, I got disappointed by God, I would say, They probably had a misplaced hope. They had an idea about God that Mm -hmm. was, they they were projecting onto God, you know, Santa Claus, their -hmm. their wish list, or how they thought it would work out or how they thought it should work out. Mm -hmm. And they were making that their hope rather than actually in the person of God, Mm -hmm. making him our hope that even if, Regardless, like those three guys, even if God doesn't deliver us,
1: mm-hmm.
2: we we're still with God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let
0: me let you keep hogging this because I just I want to follow up on that with you. <laughs> Yes. Um, how do you, when you say put your hope in God, for you personally, how do you draw hope from God? You know, like it says, David strengthened himself in the Lord, his God. What are some practical things that you, Pastor Bob, do when you're like, man, I'm getting disappointed? I'm disillusioned, I need hope. How do you draw that from God?
2: Well, for me, the first thing I have to do is I really have to silence my own soul. Mm-hmm. I have to bring my play, myself to a place where I'm silencing a lot of my thoughts. That's not completely possible, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I get that. Whereas, because sometimes when you're getting frustrated and feeling disappointed, all those things, you're, you're, um, you're really... Um, you're thinking too much I know it says it. I understand we're thinking people and we under you know but you're you're actually instead of believing you're imposing thinking instead of faith believing and so for me I really I go through and actually try to silence all that in my soul as best as I can I wish there was a you know these are the three easy steps to silencing everything there are a couple of things you can do um, I actually believe that when you pray in the Spirit, that that's a big step in yeah. that right direction. Mm-hmm. Right? but the thing is, a lot of times people, even when they pray in the spirit, they're 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 still <laughs> paying attention to the flesh or yeah. things around them and or their own heart. Um, and so uh, and that's a whole other thing which we should and I know we will discuss is that. Um, you know, our hope, a lot of times it's, uh, it's, uh, we're wrestling in our heart mm-hmm. is really where we're having the problem. It's not, yeah. it's not really God. <laughs> it's not really other people. It's really our heart. And so, yeah, I would say generally speaking, I hope that's not too, uh, ethereal also of an answer for someone, but how you can, um, replace those thoughts. Okay. Now you will have to replace those thoughts. Praying in the spirit will help will help with this, but also bringing truth to those thoughts. Mm -hmm. Like actually not your feelings, not what you think the Bible says, (laughs) but what the Bible says Mm -hmm. about uh, certain ways of thinking. Right. Does that make sense? It does. I hope I didn't. No, that makes total sense. Start with a be still,
0: wait in silence, my soul, Mm -hmm. for God only. Right. Yeah. Um, do you have anything, Liz, that you would say if somebody said, okay, I should have my hope in Christ or in God Mm -hmm. because Christ Jesus is my hope. First Timothy one, one. I know that I have the theology. How are they going to draw from that? You know, from your experience? Um,
1: I, you know, for me, it always comes to just having those authentic, honest times with the Lord. And sometimes, um, I like have it out with him (laughs) a bit because I'm, I'm hurting, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm, angry. I'm frustrated. And I know I shouldn't be right. Like we all know we shouldn't be, Mm -hmm. we shouldn't be angry at God. We shouldn't be frustrated. We know he's perfect. We, you know, it's like, we know all these things in our minds, but sometimes that doesn't really translate to our souls and the ways that we're, you know, we feel, um, abandoned. We feel like he promises something and now he's not coming through. You know I mean? All the places where we, places where you believe for something that didn't happen and we thought it was, you know, something he spoke to us. And it's like, we, we, we have to deal with those things. And so, uh, there are times when I really just have to like hash it out with him. Like, Hey, like Mm -hmm. I was believing for this and you didn't come through. Like I didn't, it doesn't seem like you came through for me and I'm, I'm dealing with disappointment. I'm, I'm dealing with my faith being rocked. And like, I don't understand this about you. I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. This is actually how I talk to the Lord sometimes. not all the time, but there are times and, he's never um pushed me away because of that sometimes he very soundly rebukes me which is good cuz i need that yeah. but it always when i'm when i always when i have those times with him it always brings me to this um reminder of his sovereignty reminder of his unfailing love reminder of his grace in my life and it actually brings me back to this um very humbled place before him um where it's like you know it's like with We talked about Job in one of our podcasts where it's like, okay, (laughs) you're God and I'm not. And it takes me out of the center, puts him back in the center. And um, it's really just like, it is such a gift because he, and he'll come and he'll heal. He'll heal you too. Like he's so good to give us what we need. But I think sometimes we're afraid to just acknowledge how we actually feel. Mm -hmm. And he's not afraid of that. He's not, you know, if we look in the Psalms, which he included in the Bible, you know, many times David was like, what is going on? Or Habakkuk, you know, like what, like all these wicked people seem to be prospering. And what about, what about God's people? And where are you in this? And, you know, it's like, God's not afraid of that, but we have to do it. um, We just have to let him bring us to a place of repentance Mm -hmm. and correct um, estimation of our own selves. Yeah. You, know, you know,
2: Pastor David, also to answer your question, so you've actually heard two fairly mature uh, approaches, fairly mature approaches to that issue, to that problem, right? Mm-hmm. You've heard hashing it out with God. Well, I actually think because, you know, uh, Liz is a mature Christian, she has a, ma- a mature uh, relationship with God that she's actually has that ability to do there to to go there you also heard i said also my my thing was like how do you silence yourself and you know and i, I think about you know there's a scripture i believe in psalms that says my soul waits silently for you mm-hmm. and so there's a there's an also both of those are you dealing with god personally right there's a silencing it there's a um or you hashing it out with them now there's also another side of this, or another another component to the solution. Someone who may be listening, who maybe they don't, they've never developed their relationship into that place. Mm-hmm. To those people, I have a very simple solution. You should go to somebody that's mature in Christ. Yeah. You should you should you should not deal with your hopelessness or your uh, uh, disappointment alone. That's really good because mm-hmm. it's it's it, it won't work for you and it's not because you're less than us or less than somebody it's not that god gave these i'm going to say tools mm-hmm. for us to be able to engage those things and actually use them yeah. and and by the way even though uh liz is mature in christ you're mature in christ i'm pretty mature in christ most of the time <laughs> just old but um we still go to other people yeah Like, I want to let people know that Mm -hmm. I want, especially someone who's younger in the Lord or less, you know, doesn't have that, quite that kind of relationship where you can wait on him and be with him, that there are other people that will not be the full solution to your uh, issue. You cannot always go to that. That's not going to be the answer because ultimately God will do it, but sometimes those are stop gaps that really do help.
1: I'm glad you said that too. Cause I was one, of, when we were talking earlier. It's one of the things I was thinking about that sometimes for me, it's hard to identify actually what it is that's happening with me. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm frustrated. I feel off. I feel like something's, you know, irritating me. I'm resting with something, but I can't quite identify what it is. And sometimes for it gets so, I get confused in the mm-hmm. process and, um, Sometimes you have to have someone, um, there who just is like, this is what it is. And they can actually pray Mm -hmm. over you and you can, there's times when I've been delivered from, from hopelessness too. Cause there's, you know, it's not just my soul, but there is a spiritual aspect that will look for people who are weak in a weakened state, let's say, and, um, try to take advantage of that. And that's absolutely where we need the body of Christ to help us. Um, even as you know, in, in any age in the Lord, we need the, each other to yeah. to stand with us, to fight with us, to pray for us, to believe with us and mm-hmm. say, look, this is this is what you're dealing with. You're dealing with disappointment. It may feel like anger or all of these other things, but you're actually disappointed in something and we're just going to take care of that And I'm going to pray with yeah. you and we're going to walk together. So important.
0: Yeah. One of the most uh, horrible things about disappointment and despair is that it will isolate people and it makes them feel like they cannot share that with people and it's... They're put to shame. That's one biblical synonym mm-hmm. for being disappointed and in, in mm-hmm. despair is they're put to shame and they draw back and they isolate. And so, you know, as ministers, too, we need to go after people. But we can talk about that more. Um, but if you're in that place, I mean, when I've been in that place, you have to force yourself to go to God. You know, force yourself to, um, to sort through those emotions, like you said, lamenting before God. There's a whole genre of literature in the Bible of lamenting, <laughs> yeah. lamentations, and mourning, and
1: mm-hmm.
0: crying. Psalm, I believe, Psalm 88, just is complete darkness <laughs> just ends in complete darkness. So the guy just, you know, um, pouring his heart out before God. Um, you have to make that effort to take that to the Lord in prayer and to go to His Word. You know, it says it's through the encouragement and endurance of the Scriptures that we have hope. Uh, but you have to bring yourself to that. You have to bring yourself to pastors and leaders and brothers. And sisters in Christ that can walk with you or counselors, if that's what you need. Mm-hmm. You have to open yourself up to them. And that is a very difficult thing because the enemy is compelling you in the opposite direction. And so if somebody's like, man, I got to get free. I'm hopeless. I don't even, I'm cynical. I don't even know if I can be free. They need to press against that. They, they have to resist. They have to resist that and endure that. And that's their faith will be tried in that. Um, but, yeah, I think it's so key what you're saying is there is help, but sometimes people will keep themselves away from that help. And um, I don't know if you you guys can give any more. Um, just, you know, I don't know if you'd be willing to share from your life um, just times that disappointment has affected you personally in your walk with God and how you've overcome it. Because um, I think, you know, the power of testimony can really be uh, rescuing for people that might be listening. And um, we don't just want to say our lowest point. We want to say, that the Lord did reach in and you know he pulled us out. Um, we've talked a little bit about this already, but does that make sense to you guys? Would anyone wanna share anything? Yeah, Pastor know. Bob does. <laughs> yeah, yeah put you on the, <laughs> the spot here. I'll share something too, but. Yeah,
2: yeah. so I believe that uh, probably the times, uh, the most significant times that uh, I wrestle with that or people in general, uh, a a time, let's put it this way, is in times of um, some form of either infirmity or affliction, mm. which, by the way, those two are really different. You know, I believe that infirmity is really of it's you know it's got to do mostly with health and those kinds of things. It can have some to do with uh, your your mental condition, if you will. Mm. But affliction, I believe, is uh, although that a lot of times people want to make that a physical thing i believe it's actually mostly soulish i believe it is a soul thing so i would say that um for me personally um there have been times uh where in my soul um i was really hurt and um uh, like liz was saying i uh earlier about i i stayed in that place too long because i didn't go to anybody mm-hmm. I just didn't. And uh, to bring yourself out of that place. And by the way, I would say that also on some of those uh, occasions, God helped me out of that place. Like he actually reached down and uh, either um, rattled my cage a lot or he actually used somebody. Like someone came into my life with the intention of, hey, by the way, this. And so those times... Um, of soul hopelessness uh, because um, you know, things that you thought should have worked out didn't Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, those are, those are rough on our souls Mm -hmm. that, you know, so if you want to know something really recent, I (laughs) um, the other, you know uh, I've received several words over the years about writing a book or books and I, I, disobeyed it you know (laughs) you know and it's gotten harder and rougher and weirder and uh and so recently i've received some words about that and um they affected me different uh not different i i responded different i actually started to repent Mm -hmm. and so the other morning i was opening up some notes because i had started writing that book the first time god told me and i opened up the notes and they were 13 years old. Hmm. And it was like um, really rough on my soul. Um, If you want it, I mean, this is, you're asking. And uh, it was a real affliction, (laughs) you know, it was very personal. I haven't shared this with anybody actually, this is it. So, uh, and, and it was really hard and I, and I, looked at it and i was thinking I, I i started sizing it up and i actually came to this conclusion not knowing that we were going to be speaking about hope today but i i realized i had lost hope in that process like it was rough and um, yeah so god's mm-hmm. been helping let's put it this way he sent help Right? first he sent a whole bunch of people telling me about it Mm -hmm. or trying to provoke me into it. But then he himself just reached in and then, and showed me, you know, what was going on and uh, like touched my life. Yeah. 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 And so now I actually have a fairly renewed hope in this and I actually started writing. So, which was a kind of a crazy thing. So I'm like Mm -hmm. doing that. I don't, you know, who knows what that will be. and actually, in the process, was the funny thing about this. He actually uh, started speaking to me, not just about one book. I always thought it was one book and it looked insurmountable. And actually, he started talking to me about seven <laughs> different ones. Like, I'm like, okay, <laughs> whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, how's the, okay, God, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and so, yes. So, um, I guess my hope is restored. A barren woman um, brought forth seven. Yes, <laughs> I love I love David. He's coming up. With these. <laughs> David will come up either with a scripture or something out of a movie. <laughs> I just love. I'm not that. sure which one that was. I love Pastor David. <laughs>
0: Thank yes. Thank well, thanks for sharing that. I,
2: I can't wow. wait to read at least book one. Yeah. Well, I don't know. After I read book one, I'll tell you if I well, want to read book two. The first it. book, I'll give you a signed <laughs> copy. It'll be okay. one. I'm only going to make one copy, and it's going to go to you, and it's going to cost you hundred and fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> And so I only have to sell one. Uh, (laughs) That would be very. Or maybe I'll just give them all away.
0: (laughs) That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. It's relatable, right? Like we we think about the times that we've lost hope and we're disappointed in ourselves, or disappointed in that future that we imagined. And I think that's it's so relatable. But I love how you just you're getting back on the horse and Mm -hmm. um, just tell you, man. Like Joel two twenty five, another scripture. The Lord says, "I'm going to restore the years that the locust has." Yeah. Like he give that. back those those years that you thought were doing nothing. He was doing a lot more. Right? Yeah. Um. Okay. Thank you. Um, do you have anything, Liz? And then <laughs> I'll, or do you want me to go? I can go. You can go. <laughs> All right. I'll just go. So I've have uh, actually had a lot of disappointment in my life because um, you know I've had um, I usually get very like radical visions of things and they don't they don't often become you know what I what I had put on God mm. to make them. Um, so I've had disappointments in terms of, um, I tried to write books for many years. I thought I was going to be a published writer. It's all about books today. Right. Um, I was rejected on that countless, countless, countless times. Um, someday I'll try to write again. Um, but that kind of hit me. And then, um, so I was like, yeah, do I even, you know, what's my purpose in life? And through that, God led me into the ministry, right? And so, I, you know, there's a, there's been a greater purpose there. Um, you know, I've had my dad, when I was in high school, had cancer. And I really believed God would heal him because he was a, great man of God, Bible study leader. Um, he ended up passing away when I had just turned 20 and I rebelled against God for a few years after that. Cause I just didn't like God. I didn't, and <laughs> didn't stop believing in him. I just didn't like him. Um, and it, I really didn't want to believe for anything. And I think a lot of people, you know, since, um, since then I've heard stories with a lot of people that, you know, um, they, they prayed for healing or they prayed for some Blessing that, you know, in our minds, why wouldn't God do that? You know, if I had the capacity and I had the goodness, I would do that thing. And so um, the thing that really spoke to me on that, I mean, it's Christ became my hope in that because I would always ask God, like, why didn't you do something for my dad? Like, Mm -hmm. why didn't you do anything about that? Why didn't you do anything about you have the ability? And Mm -hmm. he just, he showed me Jesus. It's like, he can't, he literally can't do any more than that. He himself went to a cross to bear sickness and pain and death and the curse and he himself has felt that and he bore it right and he he made it so I'll I'll see my dad again and he, yeah. and like the people that we've lost we think we've lost them right in the Lord we haven't lost them they're mm-hmm. they're ahead that's a hope it's an unseen reality
2: yeah
0: and um, it actually invests in heaven right it says where your treasure is there your heart will be also mm-hmm. the more people are in heaven ahead of you the more you want to see them or you mm-hmm. want to see them come down to you right if <laughs> right. heavens come to the earth um, yeah, I've had a lot of, you know, just for many years I was single. I was like, I wanted to do it right. I wanted to get married, ha- you know, um, have a family, have have love, do it God's way. And I just never would meet anyone that shared, um, like, my direction, my values. And I was like, I honestly gave up hope until I met your daughter, Dawn, who's my my <laughs> wife. If, if you guys don't know, uh, he's my father-in-law. So um, you guys are all jealous now. Yeah. Um, I met Dawn, and she uh, she's, you know, obviously – even more than I was hoping for in a wife. And so, um, but for a while, that was definitely something where I was like, why wouldn't God do this? It would help my ministry. It would help me as a man. It would, he doesn't, you know, he says that it's not good for a man to be alone. And it's like, instead of using the scriptures for hope, I was using the scriptures to, to come at God. Right. You know, like kind of like Satan does. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Use the scriptures against him. (laughs) In retrospect, you're like, I should have waited. I should have just waited on him. It -hmm. says, whoever waits on the Lord will not be disappointed, Mm -hmm. will not ultimately be put to shame. Uh, But actually, like Liz was saying, I've developed this has been a really big thing in my life just to develop a a cynicism and a pessimism in my life where I don't I don't get my hopes up about things. Mm -hmm. And I'm really, you know, going against that and fighting against it Um, because, you know, I tried being pessimistic, but I just don't really think it's going to work out. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I, I try being, I try and being cynical, but there is no point. Right. Know. Um, and it really is; it's a self defeating ideology. Both is, of them are self defeating ideologies. So if you're even logical, you should not be. Cynic. <laughs> so, um, you know, you just you got to use your logic. Sometimes you got to have people, like you said, that can tell you you're being a little bit unreasonable right now. Doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Look at it from this perspective, because we get such tunnel vision. We focus on the blessing, like Liz said. Um, the thing that we said in our hearts, God would heal this, God would give this, God would do this when he's like, I want you to wait on me.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and our hopes always have to be tailored to what he's actually promised us. Mm -hmm. And it was like, a lot of times he hasn't promised us specific things, but we're like, Hey, but I'm believing for it. Right. Okay, well, great. You know, I hope he does it. <laughs> oh, I, mean, like, I, wish, it's like, I wish he'll do I it. I wish he does right. it. But well, yeah, what yeah. I hope for is the resurrection. Right. What I hope for is the fullness. What I hope for right. is the spirit, fruitfulness in ministry, fellowship, right? Yes. Like intimacy. That's that's what I hope for because that's what has been promised. And that will never put you to shame. Um, but I have a lot more. I'm just going to keep rambling on. But I've, okay. I've really battled a lot of cynicism and, and pessimism. And if you have just... You're not alone, but um, it's it's actually illogical in the Lord. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I think it's uh, it's really easy for us to put our hope in um, temporary things, in even in things that we you know we really believe for. We see in the in the Word of things that we're hoping for in this lifetime, mm-hmm. and those may or may not pan out the way we think we're, they're going to, or the way that we, they we think that they should. Uh, but it really is hope is, is an eternal thing um, because we are this part of our life where we're here on the earth is it's so minuscule (laughs) compared to the life we will have Mm -hmm. um, eternally with our father. And so there has to be a hope beyond just what he does here. If my entire um, evaluation of God depends on what he does in this short amount of time, I mean, I am so off. You know, he's so vast and he's eternal and he's sovereign and his ways are so much higher than ours. And his understanding is so much greater than ours. And for us to try to measure and evaluate his character (laughs) based on what we think he should do and what we think we should see, that is like the height of arrogance <laughs> yeah. really, you know, yeah. like he's...
0: But it feels so right.
1: It does. It does. And you're like, I'm reading the Bible. It says <laughs> you do this and it says you do that. So that means yeah. you're going to do this, this, and this, and this is what it's going to look like. And if you don't, Not I it. I can't trust you.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, we're taking an uh, eternal God and we're trying to put him in our very limited, narrow perspective instead of having an eternal perspective mm-hmm. of who he really is, because yeah. that's really where... Uh, hope makes not ashamed that 's really where we tap into him the hope yeah uh, you know of glory that 's where we that 's really where we encounter God is in that et- here right now the here and now, but eternally at the same time because yeah. he 's in eternity he's not he 's yeah. not limited to our you know like you said we have these few years and everything we 're trying to fit God into that little tiny box that we well, relate to yeah and think about it i just i 'm just going to go.
0: the word for a minute, because it says in Acts 23, six, Paul's on trial with the Pharisees. And he says, it is with respect to the hope and the resurrection of the dead that I'm on trial, the hope, Mm -hmm. the resurrection Mm -hmm. of the dead. And think about it. We believe that there was a man who died that raised himself from the dead. And he said, as I rose, you're also going to rise. Yeah, you're going to die. That's not going to be the end of the story. Therefore, everything you do is meaningful. Like every action that you take, there's going to be a reward for that, mm-hmm. whether it's good or evil. Like we have so much hope. We don't grieve like those that have no hope right? mm-hmm. because of the resurrection, because Absolutely. of what Jesus has done. And if you, if you took everything else away and said, like, you're never going to have a career, you're never going to have someone love you, you're never going to have respect, uh, you're never going to even have the clothes and the food that you need, you're not going to have uh, anyone ever give you a cold cup of water, you're going mm-hmm. to be in prison your whole life, you're going to be persecuted. This, ha- this is the life of many of our brothers and sisters, but they would say, yeah, but I'm going to be raised from the dead. (laughs) There's a hope. That's like, you can't take that away from anyone. That's (laughs) -hmm. why Paul was beaten to shreds and he just kept going. He's like, I want to attain the resurrection of the dead. Philippians three, that was what was in his mind. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm going to be raised and everything's, you know, the crying's going to pass away and the sorrow. And we have such an overwhelming hope in him, but it's not, right here it's not Oh, well, i can't feel it right here you know right. and so it's it's hard to set our minds on that yeah i just want I, to throw that out there because it's it's good yeah. it's you know if you think about it you'll rejoice in it you'll be like oh i'm gonna live forever right. i'm gonna like walk through walls and stuff and, you
2: know, yeah like, you're bringing your <laughs> you're bringing your thoughts outside of yeah. just li- the limitations of yourself into mm-hmm. a god you know a god consciousness basically and it's so uh, interesting when we were talking about all this i and you mentioned the cynic with cynicism and being a cynic is an interesting thing. My my definition of a cynic is someone that has nothing to say about everything. (laughs) And that's really how it is with, or says that everything is nothing. Right. (laughs) And that's how exactly that and how we are with God when we're cynical with him, Mm -hmm. you know, we have no hope. So we're like, and we're really, we're having nothing to say. Mm -hmm. I mean, He's going to be a gracious God, and he's going to listen, and we should express ourselves, like you said, to him. And but really, it's like he okay. You're giving him your heart, but that heart is not true at that moment, right? Right? It's it may be a good expression of how you are, but that's not truth. That's not ultimate right. truth. Exactly. You know, and people it's, a, it's withholding from God. Yes, like, God, you can have everything
0: but my anticipation. <laughs> you can have everything but my dreams. Because I'm not going to accept any dreams. I'm not going to dream. Right. It's like,
1: well, the reality um. is that the Lord, because he's faithful to mm-hmm. us, he will He will strip away everything that we have hope in mm-hmm. this, uh, beside him. And he will put us in situations that reveal where we're leaning on something or we're anchored to something that's not going to hold. Mm-hmm. And he's very, fa- he's very faithful mm-hmm. to do that. Cause he's jealous. He's jealous for our affection. He's mm-hmm. jealous for a love for him that goes beyond anything that we hope that he does for us. He's jealous for a hope that resides only in his nature mm-hmm. and in nothing else. And he will, um, be faithful to the process of not allowing us to stay in that place of dependency on other things or, or putting our hope in things that are not going to last things that will disappoint. Cause ultimately he will not disappoint yeah. eternally. He will not disappoint. And that is really the only place our hope can be anchored. And the Lord is really good to us to reveal to us, um, to reveal to me places where, um, I'm hoping for things that are not, it may be, I may be hoping for good things, mm-hmm. but they're not the one thing. Do
0: you yeah. have any personal testimonies about this? <laughs> We're getting around that. that. <laughs> That's, uh, I'm, get around I'm not going to let moment. you get away. With that.
1: Uh, yeah, sure I mean, there are, that, are so many, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there have been like, yeah, definitely yeah. key times. I will tell you this, like the, just recently I was in a, a church service and I was looking at, um, you know, I'm going through this process with the Lord and he's like emptying me out and all this stuff. Right. And I'm like, Lord, I just want, you know, your will and, you know, all the things anyway. And I open my eyes. I'm looking at this woman who's been coming to our church for 50 years. She does not have a great home life, has challenges with her children. Maybe not a lot of prospects worldwide, you know, but comes every week and worships the Lord and loves the body of Christ. And that's her world. And the Lord was like, Liz, if you were in that situation, you would lose hope. Ouch! Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, because you're hoping for, you know, impact, influence, Uh-oh. significance, just that I want my life to make a difference, you know, all those things. And he was like, what? What if I just assigned you to be content with a simple a simple life yeah. of just loving me. Would that be enough for you? Whew. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I've, like, I've had that yeah, too. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Like every yeah. time he's, you get into that real place, yeah. it's like, I have no other, there's no other response, but just to like repent and fall on my face because, um, the recognizing the sovereignty of the Lord removes all of my pride, all of my, um, self-focus, even all of my desire to do great things for God. It's like, is he, is hope in him enough?
2: Yeah. I have a question yeah. for you two now that we've gone there. Yeah. <laughs> and that is, do you believe that it's, uh, people could be falling into deception and false hopes when they actually have things that they want and they can be good things, mm-hmm. but they want, and they could be religious things or things that are God. Maybe they're a God thing for somebody else actually, And yeah. uh, but it's not like oh, evil. I'm not talking about evil, yeah. but do you believe that a person is actually then deceived by their own thoughts or their own hopes that, you know, that they've put their expectation into something that just, wasn't God. Is that a deception? Of course. Yeah.
0: Of course. We'll go back to the hymnal. Oh. There's a hymn, the old rugged cross. And it uh. says, I'll cling to the old rugged cross till my trophies at last I lay down. Mm-hmm. And we hold all these trophies and we're yeah. told that we should. And there's like, and mm-hmm. we can, we can hold on to even the gifts that the Lord's given us as if there are trophies. they are things that we boast in and they have to go to the foot of the cross and, you know, whether a prophet told you something or a teacher told you something, if the Lord didn't tell you in his word, you can be getting deceived. And you can set your hope in something and not him. Because he's like, whoever waits for me will not be put to shame. And so our hope has to be him, him only. Love him for him. Draw your strength from him. Um, and it's, that's why it's a it's a responsibility if you teach the word, if you mentor people, if you counsel people and pastor people, is that you, you prepare them mm-hmm. to suffer. Like if, you, if your hope is in worldly things, you can't suffer for God. You can't do the things that he's asking you to do. Because what happens when people's good opinion of you is taken away, or when people don't say it was a great message, or you know, whatever it is, like, oh, like, you know, our healing service happened and no one was healed this time. Oh, you know, it's like we're putting, we're clinging to that as if it's the end all be all. And he's like, you have to look at the cross until you just drop that stuff. And you say, like, that's what he did. Like, his hope when he came was for resurrection and to bring others into the resurrection. Mm-hmm. His hope wasn't to set up an earthly kingdom. He could have. And he time and time again was like, don't let people come set me up as a king. Don't even tell people that I healed you, right? This is Jesus mm-hmm. I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. If you read through the Gospels, you're like, what, why wouldn't you want people to tell, tell how he healed the mm-hmm. leper and how he healed the woman and raised the dead? Well, that was fine. It was told. It was recorded in the Gospels. But he didn't want an earthly following. He didn't want trophies and accolades. And he didn't want to be his best life now. Because like, his his life was us. Like He was laying his life down. And if your message isn't that, then you're going to pick your life up. And your life is going to rot in your hands. Mm-hmm. Because it's not anything worth having. Only his life is worth having. And just try to hold on to your life. And watch it rot in your hands and let people tell you that you should keep holding on to it because it's your destiny. It's like, no, mm-hmm. lay it down. Mm-hmm. Let God show you what your destiny is. Mm-hmm. It would be, probably be better than this mass of rotting meat that you're holding in your hand. Right. Sorry. That's, that no, I, I hear you. But, yeah, I totally think that there's false teaching and there's, there's a prosperity gospel. And I'm not going to say who the teachers are and whatever, but it's like there's a heart behind it where it's not about God, it's about some gift of God. Very That's right. out there, you right. know? So I'm not going to keep rambling So it gives on people...
2: That false hope yeah
1: absolutely i do think that there is especially i think in the american church or the westernized church that there is a we look at the bible we look at things like you know peter preaching to the thousands and it went like oh that's that's the mark of a true disciple that's the mark of someone that's actually living a life of Mm -hmm. influence you know and it's like those are Like that was, those are incredible things. Peter was doing what he was assigned to do, Mm -hmm. but there were also have been millions of men and women, billions, of men and women who have served the Lord faithfully in anonymity mm. and we're doing exactly what they were assigned to do. Yeah. And for us to embrace this gospel that if my life is not um, on display, if I'm not ha- affecting this change, I'm not affecting this change and if I'm not seeing these results, then somehow I've missed it or I'm not actually living the life that Jesus wants me to live mm. we are we have become deceived and we've built our own religion mm. around influence and oh. around affection effectiveness and it's not you will be effective if you are completely centered in the life of God and if you completely die to yourself and you will be effective in the way that he wants you to be effective Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and for some people it's about my life is completely poured out and I see nothing in this life that and that that's like that's a hard gospel you want to (laughs) give that to somebody that you will serve and you will till the ground and you will work and you will pour your life out and you may never see anything that comes from it in your lifetime and wow. then, what? And, then you know? what and that's it's i mean it's like the bible's if you look in there mm-hmm. it's actually there <laughs> mm-hmm. of people who just live their life in integrity before the lord and did what they were supposed to do and some are named and some are not named right mm-hmm. how many heroes in faith heroes of faith are not even their names aren't even recorded in the bible mm-hmm. but you can guarantee they're recorded mm-hmm. in heaven they yeah. died in
0: faith, not having received the exactly. things that they hoped yes. for. Yes, right. But the there's a resurrection. That they were given. The promise, yeah. Right. But there's a resurrection of the dead, mm-hmm. the just and the unjust. Jesus said, "Give expecting nothing in return,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you'll never be repaid." No, it's not. That's not yeah, what the yeah, end was. Yeah. It says you'll be repaid at the resurrection of the just. Right. Invite people that can never repay you. To, like he's, but that the part for us is to give expecting nothing in return. That's really difficult. Like Liz mm-hmm. said, you you narrow it down and you can ask yourself. It's, it's, I don't think it's a coincidence I heard this today, but um, I heard Eric Gilmore say today, he's an amazing teacher, um, you know, if all, I, if all I had was a Bible and I lived under a bridge and I had your presence, would that be enough? And I thought it was, I asked myself that, and I was like, and it shows, like Liz was saying, there's a lot of influence that I want and there's a lot of change I want to see and, you know, the whole harvest to be brought in. And It's like, right. uh, there's another quote um, where a guy I don't know who said it, and it's rightly so, but he said, preach the, preach the gospel, die, be forgotten. <laughs> that was his quote. Mm. That was all that he wanted to do, like preach the gospel with words and with his life, die and be forgotten. And like, so what are our ambitions? Are they selfish ambitions or is are we seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Right, and we can say, Challenge Lord, you. I just want, I just want your kingdom, and I want your fullness to come, and I want, I want to see this built, and I want to see that, because this is all for you, Lord. Well, the real question is, are you okay if He chooses someone else to do it, mm-hmm. and for you just to serve them?
2: That's a tough right? thing. Because then, where is the, your yeah. desire? Well, also, I think our our culture, which a lot of the church culture has adopted, brings us to a place where we see success. Mm-hmm. Um, as the end goal, and that's where we put our hope. And if there, and so success on a human cultural basis is totally different. It's dependent on some result that may or may not be a God yeah. result. And so then, in that process, we like you were both saying, we're afraid to lose our life uh, uh, so that we can gain it. Mm-hmm. We we put ourselves in a position where um, a, a good success, we take mm-hmm. the of context, good, good success is the only thing we will accept, mm-hmm. but that's a success that's from a, a worldly humanistic point of view, not a God point of view, mm-hmm. where we actually see him and we put our hope and our intentions on what his hope is and his intention is,
1: yeah.
2: and not ours. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Well, we're coming to the end of our time, and mm. I hope it's been an encouraging uh, podcast for you listening. You have to fight disappointment. You have to fight despair. Fight for your joy. Fight for your hope in God. And make sure that you're hoping for the right thing. It says in Romans 5-2, we rejoice in hope of the glory of God, mm. not the glory of me or the, even the <laughs> glory of my family That's or right. the glory of my nation or my political party. Right? Like Put it in terms that will actually sustain you. Um, So I'll end with a benediction from Romans that says, May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to get the latest episode. And for more
1: information, visit spiritschoolofministry.com.